All right, today we have Laura Glantz with Laura Glantz Photo and Design. Laura is an Air Force veteran and an award-winning photographer based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Laura has worked with us on logo design for a couple of projects we've had, as well as some on-site photo work. Laura, welcome to the first official episode of Shop Small ILM. Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you. And I'll correct you on one thing. I'm actually an award-winning graphic designer, so okay. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So yeah. that's an Addy, right? Correct. I, um, I've got eight Addy Awards from my graphic design. So best of show, gold, silver, bronze, um, everything from logos to vehicle wrap designs, including some city buses that had uh, vehicle wraps done on them. So all those awards were won at the Creative Graphic Solutions. It was a sign shop in Abilene, Texas. So okay. I was there for five and a half years. And okay. um, I started out pretty green. The graphic designer there, soon after I started, he quit randomly. And so I pretty much got an entire graphic design load put on my back overnight. But, it, you know, I think a lot of times I always say that... uh God knows what we're capable of. We just don't. And he throws things at us that we don't have any option but to succeed at. And I always say success looks a lot like a lot of failures. Yeah, I don't know. You just kind of grows on you. You figure it out. You grow into the position because you have no other choice. Yeah. So one of the Addies that I won was actually a wedding invitation for my boss. She was my friend. I was in her wedding and we sat down and um, it's pretty cool that wedding invitation was stamped out into the cardboard and uh, oh, wow. she had really high standards, high quality. And we worked well together because she didn't know how to get it done, but she knew what she wanted. And I really didn't, you know, I'm sometimes not good at coming up with the ideas, but I'm good at creating the ideas. Like my brain just thinks really creatively. So yeah, those were the logos that I did. And it's pretty cool. You know, I, I consider it an honor, but I always say, Addy award-winning logos don't come easy and yeah. they, they take a lot of brain power. They take a lot of working with other people, working with the clients and, you know, you tend to get stressed out, but it's a big job and, you know, it's, it's worth it. So yeah, that was awesome having yeah. those. I know you've, uh, you're definitely good at taking the idea and, and bringing it to life. You've done that for us a couple of times. I appreciate you guys <laughs> a lot and you give me a chance to be creative and you communicate well. And I feel like we, we really work well on the same page. You know, you'll throw a little idea out and like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> I see this. See how I can, I like to see the the shapes within shapes. Yeah. So for example, the last logo I did for this actually podcast, I was like, oh, we have the bridge. What elements can I use? You know, the little, the waves were actually the shape of sound waves. I put them under the bridge. Yeah. So that's how I think about oftentimes when I do logos and what can I substitute that, is part of the subject matter that can be put into a logo you okay. know, that you wouldn't necessarily. Like another logo I did, um, did them, it was a financial group here, I did the bridge. And that's another thing is like, this is the second logo I've done with the bridge. I'm like, well, it can't look, we got to angle it differently. Um, several other companies in town use the bridge. So it's just a matter of like, how can we make it look different than all the other companies that use it? The water part for them was a dollar sign. And I had squished it and kind of extended it, which is almost like a blasphemy in the graphic design world. Yeah. But it looked cool because it, it, I made it a little wavy. Okay. So when you look at it, you see the dollar sign, but it can also be water under the bridge. I like that. The the shape within the shape. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah. It's um, marketing materials for branding, you know, and I 
primarily do logos, but also that includes photography, includes, um, if necessary, website design. And I don't do coding. I've had to work with coding at times and teach myself a bit about it, but it's not something I really enjoy. I can do Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, etc., And then I can design elements in Illustrator and put them into those sites to where you get a little more custom look with things. Do videos also, um, drone footage. I do have my drone license. So, you know, that's something that's necessary in business. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just a little bit of everything with branding. You know, I feel like I'm a marketing agency. I also do some social media for a client. I go out and take pictures of the custom homes and then run, do the social media for them. Um, yeah, just a little bit of everything that you would need to get your business going. And then if you're looking for a refurb or, you know, hey, I need my logo to look a little nicer, then we can sit down and talk. And then I also understand because I was in the sign industry for so long, I, I do understand what kind of signage, um, even for y'all, I do the graphics for your vehicles, or not for your vehicles, but I do the graphics, they get sent to a sign shop. But I would, if you needed that, you know, I would, I understand the, the basics of how to do vehicle graphics, you know, so I can tell the client, um, hey, this logo, you know, will also can be used here, here and here, but these are the different ways it needs to be designed for the different substrates per se that it's going to go on um because it's going to look different just different across different from your envelopes to your vehicles you know the logo isn't going to look the same so yeah. that's a little bit about that we've dealt with that in the past where you, you stick it on the curve of a vehicle and all of a sudden it's, it's a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> and i've done like when i was in abilene i pinstriped the entire side of a camaro of a new camaro and it was oh, wow. i had to do the graphics for the pinstripe and then our shop in Sweetwater cut the entire graphic. And I had to make sure that I had a little bit of a curve in the back when it mounted on the back of the car because it, it was just angled weird. But yeah, I stood outside and installed the entire pinstripe down both. It was like a nightmare, but yeah. you know. So you also do photography. What's yeah, your what's your favorite what's your favorite type of photography? I'm sure I know you, you could, do a lot. Yeah. I know you could probably easily coin that one. <laughs> I really enjoy capturing the ocean. Yeah. You know, I typically am not a mountain person, but then I got to go out West in 2020 to Idaho, Idaho, Montana, Washington state and Oregon. And that changed my mind on um, loving the mountains. It was just, I find that, you know, the, the Western mountains, they have the same energy that the ocean has, Yeah, which is you can look at me, you can admire me, You'll never get to own me and you have to respect me. And at any moment I can change. Yeah. And, you know, I remember standing out, I was on the border of Montana and I remember looking out across the pine trees and it was cold. The snow was in some places up beyond your waist. I remember standing there and I was just by myself because the car was a little farther down. And I just felt and heard this kind of sense of, no one's ever walked out here, but it was so beautiful. And I, I think about the ocean that way. There's, you know, when I paddle out mile out sea, which I usually do paddle past the jetties out to the buoy, I feel like I'm standing on a huge lung and I look down, there's so much life. I've seen uh, stingrays, big carpets of sting. They're actually called a fever, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I was like, what is this brown carpet coming at me? It was stingrays or I've been out there, unfortunately, sometimes when it's stormy and God's kind of talking to me and telling me I'm an idiot, but 
the ocean has this language. It has every element of the salt water, every piece of it. Like when it crashes on shore, I'm always looking at it, seeing how the sunlight hits it, um, what elements are within the elements, which is similar to logo design, right? Yeah. Elements within the elements. Um, it's never boring. It's never the same. And I've taken so many pictures of waves and you just get better at it because you keep doing it. And it, I don't know, it's just a, a really great, I don't want to call it dance, but that's kind of what I feel like it is. Yeah. And I like to go to Shell Island, but I was sitting up there the other day and the sun was coming through and the waves were real peaceful. And I saw my photos, like looking down at the water, they were moving, you know, the waves were moving, but I could see photos in those waves. And I had my camera in the truck and I just ran out there with my 600 millimeter lens and I was probably 15 feet, 10 feet away from the waves. So I was able to zoom in real close and the most beautiful like photos. And people are like, how do you get those? I said, because I can see the photos and, you know, I've just done it so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do enjoy the ocean. I will say my most favorite probably photo that's not ocean related was when I was in Idaho. It was in Kendrick, Idaho, and the moon was rising. And there were a bunch of elk out in the field and we were in a little golf cart and I knew that the elk were scared. And I was like, well, whatever we got to do, man, I just want to get the moon behind the elk. So we need to drive down the road to where they were at and then position myself to where the moon was behind them. We did. And they were looking at us and I pulled my 600 millimeter lens out with my camera, I zoomed it all the way out. There was the does and the bucks, I guess you would call them. Mm. And they were just the full moon behind him, a massive full moon. And the grass was sticking out of his mouth and his antlers were sticking up. And I, I, I about lost it. I was like, what? This is incredible. And I got the most iconic National Geographic image from that. And that's, that's never going to happen again. And so I, I would say probably that's my favorite image of all the ocean shots I get that one. And then when the pelicans fly and their wings are just centimeters from the water and they're just beautifully spread out with their wings and they, so, but yeah, I could talk on and on about that, but um, that's my favorite, but I do offer, um, you know, headshots. I do, and I really enjoy corporate, you know, photo- or not corporate, I'm sorry, but industrial type of corporate photography. Yeah. Like what I do with you guys when yeah. I go out on the job sites and you guys are working, that's what I really enjoy too. Um, okay. There's an element of authenticity and realness about that. And also being careful and mindful of the setting. So you're not in the way of the employees. And you're not distracting them from their job, but capturing them in the element when they're screwing that bolt on or they're cleaning the vents or, you know, yeah. the, the dust is coming flying out of the vent where I'm taking pictures, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's what I enjoy is the sense of it's not staged. It's, it's just right there. It's real. Yeah. And um. so, yeah. But yeah, every, I always say I do all photography, but weddings, I I've done a wedding, but it's not my favorite. So <laughs> um, I tend to like to stay away from that because there's a, there's a lot of great wedding photographers yeah. and I always say hire the people that love what they do. They do that quite well. And there's a lot of them here in town. So yeah. I definitely don't mind referring <laughs> on that aspect. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good segue because um, you could tell you love what you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I wanted to talk about, tell everybody a little bit about your uh, published author. Yeah. Tell us about your book. Uh, so I self-published a book last this year, actually yeah. it's almost next year. <laughs> um, it's called captured sea. And it's 52 pages of um, Wrightsville Beach in the water shots, drone shots, sunrise, sunset, moonrise, moonset, iconic water shots. There's the buoy shot of 
it was last year around January, there was probably eight to 10 foot swells out there. And I zoomed in and got the buoy out there just getting smashed around. But I love it. I love that book. It's a museum grade paper. So really thick pages, hardbound coffee table book. But my standards for water photography mirror like Ray Collins. He's out of Australia. And then you have some, I mean, he's my mentor in a way, like I've never talked to him, but his photography is just like exactly Warren Keelan, Keenan or Keelan. He's another one. And they're out of Australia. That's what I wanted my photos to resemble. And no, I don't have 10 foot waves, 20 foot waves here, but we do have little tiny waves and they do the same thing. So um, once my photography got, I felt good enough for that, then it was cool. But my writing also, I feel truly it comes from a mixture of a gift from God. When I start to write, I, I can't, it just comes to me. And it comes to me because I've been in those moments where nature has, you know, God has saved my life because he gave me that ability to look at nature and to get out there and walk in it. So yeah, I, I took a lot of my writings, merged them with the photos and the book. I think I spent roughly probably good 48, 72 hours just solid designing the book. And I was actually changing out images the day I ordered the books. So yeah, I, I'm proud of the book. I'm, you know, I'm really excited that it it almost sold out within a week and a half. So, but the the last page, I was kept trying to like, I need someone to take my photo, right? I need someone to take my photo. Like, who am I going to get that's in the water that use my water housing to take my photo? And finally, I was just out there one morning. I was just snapping my own photo. So I just put my arm way out and hold the water housing and just take, you know, just hold the trigger. And I got one good image. And I changed it to black and white, which I rarely do. Yeah. And it really turned out well because like the sun's right in my eyes. And but I just I wanted to capture not me looking at the camera, but more of this is my element. I'm in the water. I'm looking at the sun so that it wasn't. I mean, yet I don't want to say it's about me, but I, I did have a little issue making the picture in the back, you know, maybe a little big. People were like, you got to you got to like show people who you are. Laura. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, the book really turned out well. I'm excited. I'm already kind of thinking about book number two. Yeah. Because I do have volume one on the front cover. <laughs> so everyone's like, when's the next one coming out? I'm like, give me a chance. Jeez, I haven't even like, this one, you know, is just now selling. The so. ink's just dry. <laughs> yeah. I'm already thinking about the design in mind. Like maybe it doesn't have to be hardback. Because it was, yeah. you know, it's $130 for the book. So it can be a little pricey. Yeah. Um, And so maybe a little soft cover, something more or be a little more friendlier for people to purchase and yeah. with more writings in it. And anyway, it's a work in progress. So <laughs> everything is <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess you were talking about how, how people can buy the book, how they can yeah. find it. I mean, you, you can go to my website, lauraglance.com. Okay. That's L-E-U-R-A-G-L-A-N-T-Z.com. Okay. If you're local, I would say don't order it on the site because it charges shipping. Okay. Um, I will reimburse you if that happens, but you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook and there's links on my website for that. So okay. people usually Venmo me. Okay. It's easy. I'm not on Amazon. Not yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put your um, Facebook and Instagram Perfect. links in the show notes. Awesome. Too, so. Sounds great. Before we go, I wanted to ask you to tell everybody a little bit about your past because I personally think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and didn't expect it the first time <laughs> I met you. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I can start like as a child, I, I grew up kind of in a um, pretty stressful home environment, but you know, my dad was a truck driver. So I had this, you know, and he always bring us outside 
hey, Laura, I need you to help me with the timing belt, or I need you to hold the wrench or something like that. And the funniest picture of me and my brother, I'm in a little skirt with a diaper on. I was probably two or one and a half. And I have my di- the, my dad's uh, tire wrench for lug nuts. Yeah. And I'm trying to take lug nuts off his old Oldsmobile. And my brother's sitting there like with a little shirt off and nothing in, but nothing in a diaper. And he's on a little tricycle and he's staring at me. We're trying to take the lug nuts off my dad's car. And it's the cutest little picture. And I think about that as the mechanical aspects. You know, my mom always worked really hard and she was good at sanding and, you know, just things like that. She grew up on a farm. So, you know, just, she was really tough and he would always, you know, take us on truck runs, but I'll never forget. He changed out. He, we had a diesel car and a gasoline car in the driveway. He went and rented a cherry picker and changed the diesel car to a gasoline. And it was probably in the eighties. We didn't have any computers. We didn't have Google. We didn't have cell phones. And he made that car run on gasoline. Like I, we have pictures of that cherry picker pulling the engine up out of the car. And I was like, man, that's insane to be able to do that. Yeah. And I know my mom said the first time she took it to the gas station, the guys came running out and was like, why are you putting gas lean in that diesel car? She goes, no, it's not a diesel <laughs> car. Um, so anyway, that I, I preface all, you know, I say all of that because I grew up with this love for, you know, like I, I loved airplanes straight up. Like, I don't know what pulled me to them. They're just fascinating. And so I, as I got older, Air Force, airplanes, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, at this point, I'm super quiet. You know, I just, no one would think I would do that. Yeah. So I chose hydraulics because fuel is really horrible for you. It can give you several, you know, first, third, fourth degree burns on your skin. Okay. Uh, ruin your lungs. I... Don't like tight little spaces. So getting a fuel cell on an airplane is not okay with me. You have static electricity that comes along with fuel. So there's just a lot of weird things. So I was like, ah, I'm not cool with fuel. Electricity, not not cool with that either. I like to see when things come at me that are going to hurt me. So to me, electricity is invisible. So I just like, well, I'd love to see how things move. The, yeah. the anatomy of the airplane, like the wings are going, the flaps and slats, the, you know, the landing gear coming up, going down, just that process of that, the movement. And so I chose hydraulics and I went in and the recruiter said, well, you know, and I'm, I'm one of those people. He's like, well, girls, that's not a girl's job or something. And I was like, well, then I'll go to the army. And he's like, never mind. But, you know, and I, I do understand. I preface that with, Hey, not every job is good for a woman to do in the military. And I've, irritated some people by saying that but they've never served and they've never been in the like job that I've been in so yeah being a hydraulic mechanic on the b1 bomber which is what they put me on and I remember being in um technical school and they're like oh man you never want to get orders to Dias Air Force Base and boom I got orders to Dias Air Force Base and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) um but yeah four and a half years on the flight line uh, is a 4,000 pound hydraulic system 4,000 pounds will cut your finger off without even thinking about it. Hmm. It'll cut your arm off. It'll literally like, I watched 4,000 pounds of pressure going through the fuel cooling scoop on the B1 and it picked up a 170 pound dude. Like he was a feather by the arm because his arm was up inside of it. So, you know, hydraulics zoom, everything goes up, everything goes down. Yeah. And those landing gear have, four tires per strut. Yeah. And I remember, you know, being in the hangar and 
you don't realize the importance of valves until you watch a landing gear free fall with no valve to stop it. And, you know, when the gear doors open and the, and the gears start to lower, they're actually have restrictor valves that keep them from just flopping. Yeah. And I mean, those gear tons, just boom. And it would just shake the whole plane and you just hear it through the entire hangar. Um, the military grew me up. I always say like, I'm not really for the draft, but there's another part of me that says it's the same with like being a janitor, right? There's so much um, education and things you learn by being in the military. And But I tell you what, man, working the flight line, eight hour shifts, 12 hour shifts, 15 hour shifts, you had a hot dog for lunch. It's 115 or it's 20. You know, you got to fix a plane. The pilots want to fly it. The squadron gets dinged if your plane doesn't get off the ground the way it should. And it was a pretty rough job out there, but I did it. But it also paved the way for me to get an education. And it also opened doors on the other end once I got out. So I do think there's a great benefit to going in the military, at least at that time. I don't know about right now. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I still miss the smell of jet fuel and the sound of the engines. And I know I'm a little bit deaf probably in, in my ears or something because of the wine. But I'll still cry like a baby when I see planes take off or like, yeah. you know, the B-52 when it flies. And I can hear engines and kind of know what kind of planes coming at me. And yeah, it's just great. I really thrived. I enjoyed it. Wouldn't take it back. You know, I made dumb decisions out there to which the guys were quickly let me know. I was being stupid, but yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Because <laughs> out there, you don't get control alt delete. No. Nah. You really have to be on your game when you go out there. Like you said, it definitely helps you grow up when there's no control on the league. (laughs) All right. So um, just before we go, I'd like to ask you, you know, what advice would you have to give to someone else starting out in small business? I think there needs to be a, a dedication for why you're doing it. And I know at times, I know my brother kind of grilled me one day because he runs his own business too. He said, Laura, your motivation can't be, I don't want to work for other people. He said, because you're going to have crappy days. And, and so just learn, like, find out what your motivation is. It can't be that you're pissed off at every other boss you had out there because you are going to be your own boss and you're going to understand like, daggum, man, I really screwed up as an employee, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and I can't carry myself the way I did when I worked for other people. I would say really look at your intentions, your motivation. I'm work late hours, but be prepared to work those late hours. But, you know, when things get tough, you can't just be a photographer. Yeah. When things get tough, I can't just be a designer. I have to, like, I've gone up to Charlotte and helped my brother build a home. Yeah. You know, and you have to have a very diversified. I would say that that would probably be my advice is do not put all your eggs in one basket. Maybe that's a little all over the place. I hope not. But just being really disciplined, Jocko Willink has a saying, discipline equals freedom. <laughs> so Very true. You know, so it's like discipline and everything. And when I go to bed at night, like, did I say too much today? Like, how did I conduct myself? Did I give it to God? You know, yeah. whatever. And, you know, that's that for me is how it works. And you got to have some grit. You know, you really do. And you got to be willing. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be willing. Like, I think I saw a post of you. Were you out like? recently like this past weekend in the cold oh yeah christmas day yes yeah. i was like man that's the that's the guy doing what he needs to do 
there you go. That's my advice. <laughs> That's pretty good advice. Yeah. So, uh, well, I want to thank you again for coming on and, and being a guest. And like I said, we'll uh, we'll put all of your contact info in the show notes. Appreciate and uh, keep being awesome. Thank you. Y'all too. <laughs> <laughs>